yeah, the sooner we can, you know, take that deep breath, center ourselves. you know, finding safety in some way is really powerful. Um, but then just do the fucking thing. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Today, I am so excited for a multitude of reasons. First and foremost, because Mago Sullivan is going to be joining us on the podcast. And she, as you'll hear in my little mini intro that I did with her on our actual recording, is someone who I have admired for a very long time in the field of relationships, sex, intimacy, and self-expression. So I'm really looking forward to you being able to to learn from her, not only to take pieces of her journey, her journey from being the good girl to becoming the wild woman, but also how she has developed a practice and space within herself to be able to explore the full spectrum of being a feminine creature, a feminine being. And it's really cool to just hear how she holds space for herself. Um, you know, I shared in the episode that back in November, I recorded a podcast all about becoming emotionally available to yourself. And if this is something that has been on your mind and a desire of yours to not shove down different emotions, expressions, make certain feelings wrong or right, then Meg's going to share tons, tons and tons and tons of resources for you and tips for you as far as practices go and also just wisdom from her own journey to support you in being able to really embrace the entire spectrum of who you are. Because as you do that, you open yourself up to not only feeling deeper, but being able to experience more pleasure and more joy and more love within yourself and then within your partnerships as well too. So I'm really excited for this conversation. And Meg and I decided to come together alongside 33 other course creators, other thought leaders, coaches, mentors, and teachers within the wellness and personal development space over this week. So June 1st through June 8th to create the most epic like when I say the most epic, I really, really, really deeply mean it. Bundle called the Vision Board Life Bundle. And holy crap, y'all. I'm so, so excited to be sharing this with all of you because when my team and I came together and said, you know what, we want to create something that's really accessible, a resource that covers so many different topics and, and themes that come up in our lives and we decided to put together this bundle. We had no idea the caliber of individuals that would be coming into this bundle, contributing different courses and resources that they've created. So there's over 34 courses altogether. And really what it is, is an invitation to work with world-renowned coaches, teachers, and mentors across the personal development space. So you can integrate new processes, techniques, and wisdom into your own life, business, and relationships. So 34 of us teamed up to provide you exclusive access into all of our worlds at a fraction of the cost. So the tools that we've used to create lives beyond our wildest dreams can be readily available to you as well too. So altogether, these 34 courses cost over $7,000 and we decided to put it together for this week only for only $99. Yes, over $7,000 worth of courses for only $99. This is unreal. 
real. And the cool thing about it is that once you sign up, you get lifetime access to all of the courses. You just have to sign up for them before December 31st of this year. So essentially the way that it works is that there's a link inside the show notes. You can click that link. You can scroll through and see all of the different courses that are included. Um, again, everything from mindfulness to leadership and entrepreneurship, confidence and self-worth, money mindset, health and vitality, love and intimacy, spirituality, manifestation, soul purpose. I mean, the list goes on. And as you scroll through all of these courses, you're going to see that every single one of them, if you were to buy it, even one course on its own is worth more than the bundle itself. So the lowest price we have for a course I think is at $99. So if you find even two courses that you want to do, you're already saving a massive amount of money by signing up for this bundle. So for us, this really was a opportunity to be able to combine forces, to reach new individuals, to be able to share our gifts with the world at a really inaccessible way. And for us to be able to share all of our tools with each other's communities. So there's no catch. There's no like hidden costs or anything like that. It's literally 34 courses for $99. So again, the Vision Board Life Bundle is 34 courses all together. And it really is for the person who is lit up by learning and having access to the wisdom of mentors and leaders, the person who knows the power of surrounding yourself with those that have already created everything that you've pinned to your vision board. I mean, really what we're here to do is teach you how to bring your vision board to life. And so we officially opened the bundle today, June 1st, and it closes on June 8th at midnight. So again, you can go to the link in the show notes to sign up for the bundle. Once you you do, you'll get an email with a unique code that will grant you free access into every single one of the courses. And you can sign up for as many or as little as you'd like. Once you sign up for them, you get lifetime access to them. So we're really, really, really stoked to be bringing this to you and for being able to support you in creating your vision board life. So again, the link is in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, feel free to send us a DM. You can email us, hi at avajohanna.com. Um, again, go ahead and check out the landing page because we answer lots of questions. You can see every single course that's included. And we're really looking forward to supporting you in this next season of your life. So I'm so excited for you to hear from Meg, who is a part of our bundle. Her course, Seduce Yourself, is inside of the bundle. We talk about it a bit at the end of this episode. And if you want to find Meg, follow her, learn from her. Again, the bundle is a great place to start. And you can also go to the link in the show notes to find her Instagram and her website. Anyways, enjoy this episode. I hope that you sign up for the bundle. And if you do, make sure to let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Ava Johanna. I would love to hear from you and hear what courses you're jumping into. Um, I added Breathwork In, which is a six module course teaching you the ins and outs of developing a personal breathwork practice. And it's going to be juicy. So love you all so much. Enjoy this episode and enjoy the bundle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. It is going to be such a sexy, steamy, dripping hot conversation today. I am here with Meg O'Sullivan and Meg and I met when we were inside of a Shay's mastermind, Dharma and Diamonds. And from the very beginning, I was like, fuck, I love this girl so much. And it's been so cool to one, be able to see behind the scenes of your business, but then also mm. to see like what you've created and the alchemy that comes through your work and through your expression over the past few years. And so I'm so excited to be having this conversation and so excited that you're going to be a part of the vision board life bundle, because for everyone listening, her course, seduce yourself, I went through back in gosh, I guess, 2021, it was last year, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when you created it and it was just so much fun and such a beautiful way to, drop into greater pleasure within myself versus mm -hmm. only seeking it from outside of myself. And I think that that created a foundation of like how I've been living my life, um, mm. especially very recently. And so I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ava. I'm so excited to be here. 
It's going to be a good conversation. I can't wait. I have some we're notes. Good. I have we're I have good. some things. I'm excited um, so, for where we're going to weave. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're weaving. We're we are bo- <laughs> we are bobbing and weaving. Um, okay, so for those those that don't know you, I'd love for you to kind of just like give a little bit of a background of your transition mm. from good girl to wild woman. Oh, yes. Um Okay. It's a big, it's a, it's been a big journey, but I'll kind of just like summarize, I guess growing up, I was, yeah, a very typical good girl, high achiever, straight A student, uh, knew how to follow the rules. I really, uh, kind of created this idea that, yeah, being a good girl following the rules was how I was loved and how I was accepted by the people around me. Um, So yeah, really played that game through my entire childhood, teenagehood, early 20s. And yeah, in my early 20s, I I started to find, you know, I'd started with the world of health and wellness and kind of started to question things. You know, it was the first time in my early 20s when I started to question rather than just like follow the fucking rules and follow the the kind of path that the world told me was the right path. so yeah, it started off with questioning what I ate and question what I put in my body. And yeah, then the path from there just really exploded. I, I got into the path of, of uh, plant medicine work. And then from there, I feel like my connection to the plants really dropped me into my body. Mm-hmm. And when I dropped into my body, I found my sexuality. I found my sensuality. And that was another huge explosion of transformation and a and a real deep homecoming. Um, yeah. So it's been, you know, it's, it's kind of been this journey over the last eight years of like deeply questioning life and, and bringing, having this willingness to not just be like, Oh, this is the way things are done. Okay. I'm going to do it that way. Um, and just bringing this deep questioning to life and yeah, in terms of the, of the wild woman piece, I think a huge, part of my own experience. And now what I teach in the world is, you know, really realizing that as a woman, we're conditioned to kind of fit in a box, you know, it's like to, to be kind and to be a martyr and to not be too loud and to not have too many opinions. And yeah, I just, I played that game. Like I was so comfortable being in the box. I'm like, I'm sweet here. Yeah. I can be this kind of woman. Love me. Look, look how palatable I am. Look how like (laughs) easygoing I am. Look how cool I am. And yeah, a huge part of my journey has just been realizing like, actually my motherfucking power exists when I explore outside of that box. Mm. Like when I start to explore, you know, all the parts and pieces of myself that the world told me were wrong or were dirty or were, you know, made me, yeah, not a good woman. Like my sexuality, like my opinions, like my assertiveness, like my anger, you know, like my embracing my sensitivity. Um, so yeah, this has been a a huge piece of like reclaiming my wild, you know, I call it like being a full spectrum woman, like really learning not to just sit in the motherfucking box that life has, or the world has taught us to play in, but really embracing our full spectrum. And yeah, I, I truly believe a woman that dilutes any part of herself dilutes her power And Mm. that's really been my embodied experience. The more I really explore my full spectrum and reclaim all of these parts and pieces of me, the more I feel my power, the more I come home to to my wholeness and, and, and my fullness and my magnetism and all the juice. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's my journey. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. It's like diluting parts of ourselves uh, dilutes our power. And I feel that so deeply, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was saying before we hopped on, um, or hit record, there were things that I knew like were being diluted in my life. And I knew that if I were to reclaim those things or be honest and communicate that Mm. the power that I had felt from different aspects of my life and different times in my life would come back. Like I, I often would Mm. over the past few months refer 
back to a version of myself from like mid 2020, that was like so fucking powerful and just remembering that feeling and craving being that woman again. And I was, and I knew like, as I was recalling that version of myself, I knew that the reason she was no longer there was that there were parts of me that I was denying. And I think that it's so easy for us to, as women, just shove the things down and kind of create this story around, well, it just has to be this way. Like this Mm -hmm. is the way that the world works. And as fucking terrifying as it can be to say, no, like I'm going to follow this failing that I have inside of me. It's also Mm -hmm. so insanely liberating and also aligns you with what is actually and truly meant for you. You know, I think about like when it comes to business, like if you're diluting or watering down your message or trying to speak to a certain type of person, um, or appear in a certain way, you're going to attract Mm. like the wrong client. You're not going to attract the person that you're like really here and meant to serve. And like the same goes for in relationships as well too. Like the putting on the cool girl, um, mask, but like not actually being fucking cool in that moment. Um, (laughs) like what is that? What, what partner are you attracting from that space? Are you attracting the person that really can hold you? Are you attracting the person Mm -hmm. that wants just like some chill girl that never expresses herself and never is like fully and honestly in her, in her experience and in her emotion? Totally. I see so many women doing this and I, I, I experienced this, you know, in my late teens, early twenties, this, yeah, this, this feeling that, or this belief that I've got to be cool to be loved. I've got to be easygoing to, to get a boyfriend or to get a partner or to be, to be attractive as a woman. And for me, that was, like you said, like pushing down all my desires, like not speaking what was alive in a moment, you know, not speaking my truth and just kind of putting on that mask of I'm good. It's good. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Like (laughs) not just like ever bringing my truth and, you know, underneath knowing what I wanted underneath deep down, knowing my desires and just like being so fucking resentful in relationships. And Mm -hmm. like you said, when we're playing that cool girl and not speaking our truth, part of us thinks that's how we get love or how we like, okay, I need to play this role to, to, to get in a relationship, but yeah, the kind of relationships we attract when not, if we want to be fucking held and treated like a queen, yeah. Playing the cool girl doesn't work. Right. We've got to bring, I often say like, I know so many women, I think the core of us as feminine beings, we desire to be in relationships where we feel held in, in, all of ourselves. Like we can bring all of ourselves and feel really held in that. And in order to attract a relationship like that, we've got to fucking bring all of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we teach our partner how to hold us and love us and, and, you know, allow us to feel safe in all of ourselves by, by bringing it. Yeah. It's yeah. that, it's that practice of really, yeah. Speaking our truth and bringing what's alive, which is, you know, fucking courageous. Like I think the path of, of yeah, being a full spectrum woman, the path of being devoted to the feminine and listening and following what's alive in our body. That's a freaking courageous path. Freaking courageous path. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth it because you, you talked about this actually, um, on one of your recent Instagram posts is like the portal to pleasure and experiencing more pleasure is by also expanding into the entire spectrum of feeling and bringing Mm -hmm. that forward as well too. Um, Mm. I'd love, I'd love to talk about that a little bit because I think first and foremost, when we talk about pleasure, I think sometimes people can only think out of it, think of it as like one little piece when it Mm. comes to like, like sexual pleasure. Right. But pleasure is so much more than that. So can you share just a little bit about like maybe just expanding the definition of pleasure and how we can create more of it in our lives? Totally. I I really love that you, you brought this up because it's such, 
it's such an important conversation to be having when we are speaking about pleasure, whether that is sexual pleasure or just increasing pleasure in life. Like we can't be having that conversation without speaking about embracing all emotions and radically accepting all that arises in our body. Like for me, I really believe our ability to feel one thing is our ability to feel all things. So if we're, you know, suppressing our anger and pushing down our grief and our rage, yeah, we're simultaneously pushing down our potential to experience deep pleasure and deep ecstasy and deep bliss and deep joy. And yeah, this is really about in embracing whatever is alive in us and becoming masterful at meeting ourselves. Like that to me is pleasure, right? You, you want to know like the biggest like top tip for like increasing pleasure in your own self-pleasure experiences or like sexual experiences. It's really become masterful at like meeting yourself being present with whatever is alive in, in your body. And I think in this conversation too, like I teach a lot about self-pleasure as well and really expanding into our pleasure potential in the bedroom. And I think, you know, again, as part of this conversation, it's so important. A lot of, a lot of women feel like, yeah, I, you know, I have to be feeling pleasure. I have to be orgasming and, and kind of feel broken if they're not like, Oh, I'm not feeling pleasure. Oh my God, something's wrong. And again, like you said, it's like expanding the definition of pleasure and, you know, the doorway to, to pleasure is really being with whatever is alive in your body. So sometimes that might be grief like the amount of times that I cry during self-pleasure or cry during sex or, you know, or even like with frustration, you know, it might be like having partnered sex with my, with my lover. And it's like, oh, there's frustration here. Or I'm angry that I'm not feeling pleasure right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, can I fucking be with that? Can I like be with a part of me that's frustrated? Can I be with the, the contraction? Can I be with the tension that is here? And, you know, it's our ability to meet that and be with that, that, that then opens the doorway for us to, yeah, feel deeper pleasure or feel deeper ecstasy. And, you know, that happens in the bedroom, but it also happens outside of life. Like if we're, Mm -hmm. you know, suppressing our rage and anger and it's there and it fucking wants to be felt, but we're like, I just want to feel good. I just want to feel happy. I just want to feel joyful. It's like the, the doorway to those, uh, emotions or states that feel maybe more liberating is to to be with the anger to to meet what we've been running from or pushing down Mm -hmm. yeah so again like our ability to feel one thing is our ability to feel all things so it's it's really about mastering the art of meeting ourselves on that really embodied level which I know you do so much work in as well with breath work and all that you do so I recorded a podcast episode back in, I want to say November, all about becoming emotionally available to yourself because it was something that I realized Mm. I had not been doing very well Mm. for a number of months. And it ended up just like completely bubbling up to the surface with my, with my therapist. And, um, it was a really popular episode. And so I'd love for you to kind of share, like for people that haven't been meeting themselves, the people that haven't been emotionally available to themselves, the the people that haven't been with the anger or the frustration or the grief, how do you, how do you best start to do that in a way that's not like, holy fuck, this is so overwhelming, or maybe it is. And it's just Mm -hmm. like the acceptance of that, but like, what Mm -hmm. is it like on a very like practical level look like to be with the feeling, to be with the discomfort? Mm Mm-hmm. So a few pieces come to mind now. I'm going to offer up some, some tools, just like tools that I teach. And, and really this is the core of like all the work I do. I do work on self-pleasure and intimacy and relationships. I also do work in, in business and running like body-based businesses. And really this like emotional alchemy is, is the core of it all. It's the core of having a fucking great life. It's the core of having epic orgasms. It's the core of having really deep intimacy with a lover. Like like this is this is it. This is this is the piece. Um, so a, a few tools that come to mind. One is um, 
yeah, one, one is meeting, meeting ourselves with curiosity, like meeting our body with curiosity. So often, you know, I think we have these like hierarchy, this hierarchy of emotions, right? We're like, these are good emotions. I can feel great about myself. I'm a worthy human when I'm feeling happy or when I'm feeling joyful or when I'm feeling ecstatic or whatever it might be. And then we have this idea that maybe when we're feeling anger or when we're feeling sadness or when we're feeling like, ugh, or numb, like it's, it's intertwined with how we feel about ourselves and our, our worthiness and our enoughness. And a huge piece is just, are we able to just meet ourselves with curiosity? Are we able to meet what is going down in our body with a sense of like, oh, hi, you're here right? There's this sense of like childhood curiosity or childlike curiosity. The second piece then is also this practice of what we call the felt sense, which I'm sure comes up in your work sometimes too, is this idea of not even necessarily labeling emotions and not really necessarily being with, oh, I'm, I'm angry right now. It's like, what is going down in your body that lets you know you're feeling anger? Like what sensations are there for you to label that anger? And can you be with those sensations? So it might simply be, you know, moving through life. And and this can happen in a moment, all of these pieces that I'm bringing together now, it can happen like in a moment, maybe you're in the kitchen, you're starting your day and you just start to feel this like contraction in your solar plexus. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to meet this with curiosity I'm going to be with the felt sense here. I'm going to tune into the sensations that are present instead of just labeling this and trying to run from this or being like, this is inconvenient. I've got to get on with my day. Right. So this curiosity, this felt sense, uh, a third tool is also this practice of like radical acceptance. I call it, which is kind of this, uh, this idea of like radical self-compassion. It's like, can you allow that contraction in your solar plexus to be there can you can you meet it can it can you give it permission to take up space there in your body without trying to get rid of it without trying to let it go without trying to breathe it out can you can you just give it permission to to be there in the body mm. And then to deepen into this, just three more tools to almost practice all of this, to practice being with the felt sense, to practice uh, radical acceptance are our tools of breath, sound and movement. Mm -hmm. So these are, you know, like in my work, they're like the foundations of Tantra, like the tantric tools for really being in the body and being with what's alive. Um, But in the moment, it's like, okay, feeling that contraction in the solar plexus, can I send my breath there to that contraction? As I send my breath there, what kind of sound would this contraction make? Like, oh, taking a few breaths with that and seeing what happens in the solar plexus as you breathe, as you sound, and then letting the body kind of move in any way. Mm-hmm. So really, these are kind of my tools of emotional alchemy. And, you know, you can practice this in the moment. If someone's new to really being with themselves, I would say cultivating time, like maybe it's 10 minutes each moment to practice that, like taking a scan of the body, curiously saying, what is here for me? Oh, what sensations are going down? Okay, can I radically accept those sensations? Now, can I send my breath? Can I sound with those sensations? Can I move in any way that my body wants to move with? For me, this is, yeah, these are, these are such powerful tools in, in meeting ourselves and, and being with ourselves and not meeting ourselves from our head, but meeting ourselves with our body, mm, really meeting yes. our body. Yeah. I mean, as you were saying all of that, it's like the being able to be in your body is like where where the magic, where the alchemy happens, also where the clarity happens as well too, because the mind can exist in the moment. It can exist in the future. It can exist in the past. It can be stuck in a loop. It could be creating from a place of pure imagination. And 
sometimes the mind is like not to be trusted, but I feel so deeply that like the body can always be trusted and the information that your body gives you is so valuable and so wise. And in my experience, at least has yet to ever lead me in the wrong direction. I feel you. I feel you. And I really, like you used the word liberated earlier and I feel that's, yeah, I fucking love that word. And I really feel like in any of the work that I do, that's where I'm leading women to a deeper Mm -hmm. sense of liberation. And, you know, this, this emotional alchemy work, I see it as just like liberating our body so we can hear our our wisdom deeper. So we can, you know, liberate yeah, what's what's between us and and that deep inner knowing that that lives in our body? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is that this kind of work is the devotional work that yeah is required when we want to feel liberated and we want to live live and lead from from the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and then the next step, which I think is can be the the hardest sometimes is once you have that information, mm-hmm. once you have that knowing inside of you, how to be brave enough to act upon it, right? Whether acting upon it is expressing your needs to your partner mm-hmm. or acting upon it is leaving your job and pursuing your passion full time or acting upon it as leaving a relationship or, you know, for me, like with the house, it's like acting upon, yeah, it's fucking scary to buy a house Mm -hmm. on my own. It's terrifying Mm -hmm. and exciting. And so, and so incredible. And like, I really had to trust my body in that moment instead of my head that had a million different stories going as it always Mm does, um, that were, pulling me out of what I knew to be true within me. So how do you suggest, like best suggest for somebody who is like, okay, I'm going through the motions. I'm, I'm with, I'm with my emotion. I'm also hearing my inner wisdom. I know what I'm, well, I know what I need to do. I know I need to express myself in this way. I know I need to take this step or make this, have this like big detour in my life. Um, how do you suggest they how to break through the discomfort of self-expression mm. in the mm. beginning? Because it can mm. be terrifying. And sometimes it can also be really um jarring for the nervous system as well, too, because it is like a whole new way of being for so many people and so many women that have spent a majority of their lives in that box. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few pieces here. I think, yeah. What, what actually comes to me, an example of this is uh, in, in the bedroom, like in sexual experiences, I definitely used to be someone who, you know, would know what I wanted, but the idea of actually voicing that during sex, like, oh my God, I was just always so silent. And I remember even just like feeling the energy in my throat and almost like feeling the words in my throat, but like not even understanding how do I even like, oh, Mm. how do I even, how do I even share that? How do I even voice that? Um, which feels so funny and foreign, right? Like now, because, oh my God, I'm so fucking vocal in the bedroom and I'm so like, whether it's with myself or with my partner, but like that just feels like a totally different woman to me. Um, and kind of how I close the gap on that, like from that version of me to now is, is I, I lent the fuck in. I, I, I did the thing, you know, and, and it sounds so, so simple, but I truly believe, you know, and this, this goes for all of like, when we, when we can feel, you know, our body asking us to take action on something, it's Mm -hmm. one thing to like hear the wisdom of our body. It's a totally different thing to like action, the wisdom of our body and follow the wisdom Mm -hmm. of our body. Um, but when we can hear that really the, the best motion forward is just to to, to do the thing. And I think by doing the thing, we then get the feedback from life, which celebrates us so often for, for honoring 
our voice and for honoring our inner wisdom. And for me on my journey, it's like I've built trust from that. You know, the mm-hmm. first, so let's stay with this example of in the bedroom. It's like the first time I, I actually used my voice. I was just like, you know, it's like jumping off. You know, have you ever jumped off like a, a cliff into a water, like yeah. into the water? And, you know, it's like, like I've had so many times I've done this before. It's like, I'm going to do it. No, like there's one time Jacob and I were in Guatemala and it took me like 25 minutes to jump off this fucking cliff. And it's like, <laughs> the more I waited, the more I procrastinated and the longer it took and da, da, da. And even though I knew I'm always going to jump off the fucking cliff, but It was just that like, I just, I suffered because I didn't choose it. I suffered because I like waited and I I knew Mm. I had to do the thing and I didn't. And I think this is just so often the same when we're, when we have that nudge to do something, it's like, when we don't, we sit in the suffering of, I know I've got to take this action, but I'm, Mm. I'm not. Right. And yeah, the sooner we can, you know, take that deep breath center ourselves. you know finding safety in some way is really powerful um but then just do the fucking thing you know yeah yeah I mean (laughs) I'm a I have always been a chronic doer um and Uh so I I feel that and I love that you shared like the 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 piece around suffering because it's Mm. so true like I think about the second half of 2021 and how much suffering I put myself through when Mm. I already knew exactly what needed to be done Mm. and knew the direction that I wanted to go, but wasn't fully ready to jump off that cliff. And Mm. how, again, just coming back to, to liberating it was to finally, to finally jump. And, um, it didn't mean that it wasn't terrifying. It didn't mean that it didn't come with a whole range of emotions, but it was finally listening and mm-hmm. like finally listening to what was meant for me instead of just listening to like what was outside of me. And um, I think that, you know, when we think about like in business or in, in really just in every single area of life, it doesn't matter. There's a million ways to do the thing. Right. And mm-hmm. so following just what you see outside of you versus listening to what is being given to you from within you is the, just the wisdom that you hold inside of you is insane and it's yours and it's unique. It's like your unique instruction manual mm-hmm. that only comes for your life. Mm-hmm. And it's just so it's so rebellious to live in that way because it doesn't, it usually doesn't make sense to anybody outside of you. Completely. And I really feel, you know, I, I think an important piece there when I was talking about just do the thing, it's like also that, that element of like self-compassion when you're still struggling to, you know, you can hear the nudge, you can hear where life is asking you to lean into or what life is inviting you into. And, you know, having compassion for yourself and ourselves when, does feel motherfucking scary and we are just like sitting and you know not taking the action um something else I wanted to share then but it's 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 gone yeah I don't know where I was gonna go maybe it'll come back (laughs) maybe it will maybe it won't (laughs) um okay so I want to talk to you about something juicy that I was having a conversation with a friend about the other day and that is Uh, cervical orgasms can we talk about cervical orgasms Uh, I know we're taking a hard hard right right now (laughs) (laughs) um but I I'm just interested I want to know I want to know all the things I've never had Mm -hmm. a cervical orgasm I would Mm -hmm. love to have a cervical orgasm I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's some people listening right now that are like wait what there's such thing as a cervical orgasm and so can we can we dive in uh yeah we can we can so dive in um (laughs) I love I love this I love this hard right um (laughs) yeah I think you know this is also something I'm so passionate about is like pleasure anatomy and the idea that, you know, as, as women, even something as simple as so often we are taught that 
you know, the space between our legs is called our vagina, but that's not even anatomically correct. Like that's our vulva and the internal part of us is our vagina. And beyond that, like we're not, we're not taught like the fucking power that exists in our pussy space and the potential we have and all the different layers of pleasure and all the different types of orgasms we can have. And I really feel uh, almost like the knowledge part of it, like understanding the capacity our pussy has for pleasure is such a powerful piece in the puzzle of expanding our pleasure, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so, okay, moving towards cervical orgasm. So I feel like, you know, there's, this is a, this is a huge fucking conversation, but we'll kind of, I'll just speak into, (laughs) I'll just speak into what's alive. Um, I think one thing so often happens with women um, is that we almost like have one way, like we've got one strong kind of like conditioned wiring in terms of how to receive pleasure. So maybe it's like when we're self-pleasuring ourselves, it's like we touch our clit in the one way and we just know exactly how to touch it. And then it's like, as we're reaching, as we're moving towards orgasm, we might go faster or harder or whatever it might be. And then we, you know, we have that orgasm. And so a huge part of expanding our pleasure potential and, and say, for example, moving towards something like a cervical orgasm is being willing to be, to bring curiosity to our sexual practice, mm-hmm. being willing to, you know, maybe uh, take our fingers off our clit or maybe drop the vibrator for a bit and, you know, give our body, give our pussy um, the the space to uh, desensitize in other areas, the space to feel pleasure in other areas. Um, a huge part of this conversation is also, I think a lot of the time. So, you know, our cervix is, you know, as we go into the vaginal canal at the, at the top there, a lot of the time, the cervix is like, for me, the way I feel the cervix is it's like, oh, it's like this, the depth, that comes with this kind of orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's very like for me when I've when I've when I have cervical orgasms, there's a lot of emotion attached. I'll often like cry after a big cervical orgasm or feel we're talking about liberation before. For me, it's like insane amounts of liberation that come with this kind of orgasm. So there's so much sensation, there's so much pleasure here in our cervix. And oftentimes as women, we have a lot of numbness in this part of our body. So this can be, you know, often our body creates numbness as a protective mechanism, right? So the body kind of goes when things perhaps say, for example, pap smears, you know, you know, this part of our cervix is is being touched in a way. Um, If we, if our you know, we're entered, whether our own fingers, a toy, a a cock, if we're entered, if our pussy's entered and we say yes to being entered when we're really a no, you know, before Mm -hmm. our pussy is ready, this can create like little bits of trauma in our pussy as well. And this can create this, this numbing of the cervix. Um, So a lot of the time, this part of a woman's body is numbed out, is closed down. Uh, So a big part of, you know, moving towards experiencing pleasure in this place is desensitizing this, this, or resensitizing this, this area rather. And um, yeah, going through the portal of numbness so that we can uh, feel more sensation there. So a really beautiful practice uh, is called a de-armoring practice, which is where you can either use your fingers or you can use a pleasure wand. One of my favorite pleasure ones for this is called the cervix serpent from. I have your, that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This is like, <laughs> that changed so much for me. That really, really, really allowed me to access like mm. deep pleasure in my cervix. That wand is just like next level. So anyone listening that wants, I'm sure you'll pop a little link or I can send yeah. you a link. Yeah. Pop we'll... it up. Um, <laughs> But de-armoring is really powerful because it's really the the kind of premise of the practice is to really massage out any any numbness, really massage out any trauma, any any uh, blockages, any contraction in our in our vagina and cervix region 
so that we can start to bring sensitivity back to this part of our body. Um, and often I love that we had this conversation earlier around, you know, our ability to feel one thing is our ability to feel all things. And this comes back in here that often, you know, to be able to experience something like a mind blowing cervical orgasm, you have to go through the doorway of feeling the pain, like any pain that's here in your vagina, like in the vaginal canal or any pain in the cervix or any contraction there or any trauma there, right? It's like being with that then opens the doorway to, to feeling more pleasure. So yeah, this is where uh, being masterful at, at being with ourselves and meeting ourselves and, and bringing this radical acceptance into our sexual practice is really important. Um, another huge part I feel in terms of, you know, exploring beyond just clitoral stimulation and clitoral orgasm, a huge part or ingredient in expanding pleasure is like releasing the goal Mm, mm -hmm. you know just like meeting our pussy with like oh what is possible like oh what happens when I touch here oh what happens when I touch here you know so many women and I'm so guilty of this I still feel a piece of pieces of this coming up in my own self-pleasure practice and in partnered sex it's like we are so fucking conditioned we live in a very masculine dominant world we're so fucking conditioned to be like that's the goal I'm fucking going for it I'm grabbing yeah. for it you know, to have the blinders on. And this so comes up in, in sex and self-pleasure. It's like, you know, again, maybe we have this one way of touching ourselves and we know we can, we can head towards orgasm in that way. And maybe we start to feel orgasmic and we kind of like grip and tense and like tighten towards the orgasm. And yeah, a, a huge part of, of opening up to, to experiencing more of our pleasure potential is like, releasing a fucking goal and just being so present with the sensations that are there mm -hmm. in the body. Yeah. Surrender is one that I've learned very well over the past uh -huh. few months where it's like, holy shit, if I just like let go in this moment and just allow myself to fully lean into what I'm feeling, it is overwhelming, but <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Yes. And I love that you just spoke about surrender then. A big, a big thing I love to practice and believe and what I teach as well is like how we fuck is how we do life. Mm. And whether that's with ourselves or with a partner. And if that's the case, like if, if how we're making love, if how we're fucking is then how we're showing up in the world, then if we start to really shift the way we're fucking or shift the way we're making love to ourselves or another, that starts to ripple out into, into the world and how we're showing up in our other relationships or in our business and, or in our relationship with life. And I love that's where for me, like the bedroom and my own self-pleasure practice has been like the biggest arena for me to practice surrender, like embodied mm. surrender. Like, you know, like maybe when a lover is like going down on you or like you're having sex or you're self-pleasuring, it's like, oh my God, what does it feel like to really fucking let go? Like not just mm. in the mind. I think we're, you know, in spiritual conscious circles, we're always talking about surrender, but are we doing it with our body? Yeah. You know, are we doing yeah. it with our pussies? Like that, it doesn't get more embodied than that. And yeah, this is why I freaking love self-pleasure and sex is like a practice for manifestation and expansion and really living the life we want to live. It's, it's, such an arena to to practice all of these concepts but in a very fucking embodied way mm -hmm. yeah I mean the the turn-on aspect of it as well too and like how magnetic you become when you are turned on by mm. life and by mm. sex and I found mm. it to be just like so transformative and just like you know it's like how people always say oh you've got such a glow to you after 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 fucking and it's like that glow is, is also like your magnetism too it's just like being fully in the body and turned mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and again I, I like this full circle moment again when we were talking about like be, meeting ourselves like for me self-pleasure as a practice is like the most potent way to meet yourself 
you know, because like when, you know, when you're exploring your pussy, when you're like breathing, when you're being with that, you, you can't run from yourself. Like everything's going to arise, right? You're going to, you're going to really see the part of you that's just trying to race towards orgasm or see the part of you that gets frustrated when you're not feeling sensation. And yeah, I, I feel like it's one of the most potent practices for, for really being with ourselves and practicing, like being with sensation and and being in the body. Mm-hmm. Amen. <sighs> okay. So I want to talk about seduction and like, first and foremost, the practice of seducing yourself first mm-hmm. and foremost, and how that actually leads to seduction in life and not just like seduction from like a relational standpoint, but like the magnetism piece, right? The, mm. the, the seduction of life in general, um, mm. all originating from your own practice and, and your relationship to self. Mm. Yeah. Well, my journey with this really began, um, or, or my deepening of, of my journey in this, you know, began maybe like three years ago when, and I remember the particular moment it was my partner and I were having sex. And, um, I think I asked him to like, tell me a sexy story to turn me on, which was something I used to do a lot. It's like, tell me a sexy story to turn me on. And, you know, he kind of called me out on it. It's kind of like, you know, you, you get to turn yourself on. Like you, this isn't just my job. Mm. And it was such a fucking moment for me to just realize, oh my God, how much of me is like outsourcing my turn on to him to be like, oh, you want to have sex with me? Will you do all the work? You turn me on and then maybe I'll be a yes. Like, yeah. And just expecting him to do all the work. And yeah, it was such a fucking pivotal moment in my life to be like, oh, like, I get to turn myself on and it's, it's from that overflow that the best sex is had. And I, I feel really excited to be with him, but more than that, it's just like turning myself on and, and seducing myself that the overflow then flowed out into life, my business, my relationships, just like that magnetism in life. So yeah, for me that, that really began a deepening of my relationship with just like turning myself on like started with like from that point I just like I'm gonna buy the sexiest lingerie and just like walk around in lingerie not for again not for Jacob my partner again I think this is really where seduction we're taught so often as women it's very performative it's like Mm -hmm. oh I buy the sexy lingerie for the man or for the partner it's like I act sexy or I dance sexy for that person and it's like actually this, this energy, that energy that we're offering our partner in those moments or a lover in those moments or the world in those moments, that energy is, is first and foremost for us, mm-hmm. right? That turn on that electricity, that like juice, it's actually like, what would it feel like to claim that for ourselves first, to not just be like, here, have it as almost like an exchange or a currency. It's like, mm. what does it feel like to offer that to myself first? And then just to be an overflow when I meet my lover, my partner, my business, whatever else. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it was really pr- like fun things. Like I just bought a fuck ton of lingerie and just started to like cook dinner in lingerie again, like not even when my partner was around or just do more mirror work or this is when my self-pleasure practice started to really deepen and yeah, just really, really meeting life with the intention of like, how much can I just fucking like, yeah, seduce myself and be turned on by, by my own energy. Mm, It's so much fun too. I think (laughs) I, I love that you said the currency piece, but I think um, because I definitely have had moments throughout my life where it was like, oh, I do this in this way and then I will receive this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that it's being a product of our society, but when you begin this journey of like seducing yourself and, and doing things for you first and foremost, it just feels really fucking good. Right. It's like, Oh, okay. So then even if you're, you know, it's like, 
I think about it this way. It's like, okay, I'm going to cook dinner in my lingerie and have like one of my favorite sexy playlists on like, oh, I had the other night I had my sacred slut playlist on and, (laughs) and I was just like dancing and vibing to the music. And then I was like, you know what, like get down on the floor. Let me, let me give you a massage. And, um, I was so turned on by it. And I was like, even if this like literally result does not even result in like my back being scratched, um, or like my hair being played with, like, I feel so good from this experience. And so it's like, mm-hmm. you, yes, it will result in more and overflow and on, and being a, magnet to the things that you desire, but even if it doesn't, you still feel fucking good. And that's yes. the important piece. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I love that, that you've spoken to that because it's really, again, it's like this currency piece. It's like our sexuality just gets to be there. Our eroticism, we get to have a relationship with this part of us, not for anything. There's no goal. It's just because it feels fucking good. And this is naturally who we are. Like we're erotic creatures right? And like having a relationship with that part of us and, and feeding that part of us just because it's life-giving. It's truly life-giving. Hell yeah. Okay. So (laughs) for everybody that is as turned on by this conversation as I am, um, (laughs) Meg, will you share a little bit about your course, Seduce Yourself? Because this is literally what we are going to be giving everybody that's inside of the vision board life bundle. Yes. This is literally one of the, my favorite things I've ever created. I think it's like the most fun thing I've ever created too. Um, so yeah, Seduce Yourself is a 14 day self-paced initiation. And the whole premise is really about reclaiming your turn on and learning how to, and reclaiming your pleasure and learning how to turn yourself on. Uh, so really uh, over the 14 days, um, there's daily practices and daily little initiations into daily invitations around being able to, to seduce yourself and turn yourself on little things like going out and buying yourself lingerie or doing mirror practices. There's some beautiful um, guided voice recordings in there to deepen your connection to your eroticism and deepen your connection to the felt sense and that emotional alchemy we spoke of earlier. Um, But really, like you said, it's just this seduce yourself is just this really fun, playful way to support women to really reclaim this part of themselves. And to the core of it is really about stepping back from this performance and remembering that, you know, our sexuality as women isn't for men. It isn't for our partner. It's for us. And like Mm. really fucking feeling that on an embodied level. Mm, yeah. One of my, one of my favorite things, I just thought of this before, like when I ran this course live, like one of the most transformative parts of this course was one of the days where I invited the women to go out and, and buy sexy lingerie or, or just wear the sexy lingerie they've got at home that they think is just for like a special occasion or their partner. And just like how fucking transformative simply that is for so mm-hmm. many women, just this idea of like, oh, that's for me. Like, wow, looking at my lingerie drawer and thinking, oh, I only wear this when I'm partnered up or when it's a special occasion. It's like, no, can we choose that now? Can we choose to be that woman that just does it for ourselves like now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So that is to love yourself. It. It's so, it's so juicy. It's so, so, so juicy. Yes. And I can personally vouch for it because I was a part of the live group and it yes. was so it was so transformative. And I like, I'm thinking about the, like the gooseberry lingerie that I have sitting in the, in the other room. And I'm like, yeah, it just feels fucking good to wear it. Like I just Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Not because I am desiring a certain response from a partner, but because I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I'm fucking sexy. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking Mm -hmm. beautiful. And it just, impacts my day and my mood in such a fun and like playful way that 
has a, it has an influence on everything that I do. And so Mm -hmm. I loved seduce yourself so much. And I'm so appreciative of you coming on the podcast and sharing your gifts with myself, as well as everybody that is listening. Um, so just to wrap this up, where can people find you work with you, learn more about everything that you have? Or come find me on Instagram. That's the main place I play. So I'm at the.meg.o. And yeah, I've got a bunch of, of different offerings. Just come and come and play. I usually um yeah, depending on oh, this is out this week. So I have a mastermind coming up if you wanna for any women who's really wanting to lead their business from a really pleasure-based, body-based way. Uh yeah, lots of fun things. So come play on Instagram. Mm, thank you so much for coming on, babe. Mm, Thank you, Ava. I have loved this so much.